Hi, you're listening to Flying Sober. This is a podcast about cultivating relationships and sobriety and stepping into self-discovery through love, understanding, and exploration. The opportunity to learn about yourself through others starts now. Hello, 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 my lovely listeners. This is our first episode and so grateful to start this episode with you guys in these challenging times. My name is Rachel and I'm honored to be your host. Uh, I'm actually honored to be your co-host. Uh, my name is Jonathan and um, Rachel, man, you look so wonderful today. You're, you're, you're overfilled with gratitude. Tell me a little bit more about yourself. Where are you from? So I am originally from Germany. I moved here 30 years ago, and I'm a graphic designer by trade. I actually get to work with you, Jonathan. So not only are you a co-worker, now you are my co-host. So in the summertime, I get to work on the West Coast of the United States as a hiking tour guide. And I really have a great life, but right now I am in a standstill like everybody else. But I get to work on this exciting podcast with you, Jonathan. It's amazing. Like, these current situations that we're that we're dealing with, like this pandemic, a lot of people are wondering, like, what are what are we supposed to do? Well, why don't you just focus on yourself? That's something that we don't normally do, right? We're always on, we're always in the in the throes of life, on the go, trying to attain the next thing, and it's like life just shows up and says, no. To me, that's kind of like God saying, time out. Isn't that amazing, though? It's like, and it's all about how you look at a particular situation and what your perception is. Um, for me, like this pandemic, I've, I've looked at this as an opportunity to self-reflect and to actually clean my own house. Like literally, like my house is gorgeous right now because I'm constantly cleaning it and making sure it's maintained on a daily basis. Um, but it's so easy to fall into the self-pity of the situation. And I've had to, I'd have to, I have to admit, I've had those battles myself. There's some days where I don't feel like facing the light of day. And it's like, what do I do? And one of the things that was taught to me in this program of recovery that you and I both share is doing the next right thing. And what does that look like? What does that look like to all of us? I mean, what does it look like to you, Rachel? What's doing the next right thing mean to you? So Jonathan, for me, that's foremost staying self-centered and taking care of myself so that if somebody does need me, I can be available for them. And what does that look like? So just recently, I got involved in this Deepak Chopra 21 meditation um, thing. And you know what? It got me into a really good routine of meditating and praying in the morning. So that's what I do first thing. And, you know, routine really works for us in recovery. And the next thing I do is get on a meeting. I mean, how awesome is that, that we have meetings around the clock? Absolutely. So let's talk about that. These meetings are offered online. And what's great about it is that you can get to it in your own time in the comfort of your home. I don't know about you. But when I was working, I was lucky when I got to three meetings a week. Now it's, it's amazing. It's a miracle. Like I get to do like sometimes three meetings a day, not just, you know, here in Miami, but all over the world. Talk about staying connected. We're so lucky. I know one of my sponsees, actually, uh, he went to a meeting in Paris at 1245 today. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, nice little trip to Paris. And it's just incredible. You know, it's. 
Let's look at the things that we could be grateful for. Like, imagine going through this pandemic with no technology whatsoever. Like, imagine, imagine what people had to go through when the Black Plague showed up. Like, you just died. Like, there wasn't any news. There wasn't any, like, outlets that you can go vent through or any kind of, like, social connection online that you can go to to receive any kind of support or validation. Like, you just died. So, like... We're we're complaining. Um, And we got Netflix, a phone, electricity. Facebook, (laughs) Instagram, TikTok, all this crap that, like, basically... it's Candy Crush. Candy (laughs) Crush. Well... Now we know who plays Candy Crush in the room. But I, I, I agree with you uh, on looking at the pros. It, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm a runner. Um, I, I love running. It's one of my passions. It's one of my things that keeps me serene and grounded. I've been running every single day. You know, I've, I've lost 12 pounds during this pandemic. And it's funny, like people have I've been... i com- gained 12 pounds. See, and you're not pandemic. the only one that said that to me. And it's like, I have a choice. To look at this either as an opportunity or look this, look at this as a deficit. Right. Of course, all of our listeners are out there are probably in that self-doubt of like, when is my unemployment check going to come? When is income going to come? When am I going to have enough? I bet you if you ask those people, if they have their needs covered for today, nine times out of ten, they're going to say yes. I've looked at this situation. I pray to God every day to help me with my financial insecurities. And then this crap shows up. Do you know what? One day it flipped, it flipped in my mind one day. It was like, wait a minute. This is the perfect way for my higher power to show me how to live within my financial means rather than what I was doing before extending my means. And it's interesting enough, like, I don't go out as much. I haven't traveled as much. I've been cooking in my kitchen. I've been conserving my finances by going shopping and actually learning how to cook. Today, I've perfected steak, scallops. I've learned how to make the special sauce of a Big Mac. I make homemade Big Macs at my Careful, house. Jonathan. Somebody might hire you as a personal chef. I don't mind it. It's okay. <laughs> but, what's, but what's amazing is I took it and I flipped my perspective. What am I going to teach myself today yeah. Then rather than what am I not getting out of today? Right. I just learned how to bake vegan style and my kitchen like smells heavenly from carrot cake to banana cake. And then I share it with family and friends. I mean, the bottom line is to stay engaged and have fun with it, not to be so focused and worried about tomorrow. You know, what I love about the Lord's Prayer, that there is a phrase in there, give us this day our daily bread, that reminds us that all we have to worry about is today. So it could be something as simple as having a roof over your head and food in your refrigerator. And then the other most important thing is my internet working. <laughs> just, just kidding. No, I'm actually not. Okay, so, so let's talk about the pros of this pandemic. The biggest one for me was connecting with family and friends. There are so many opportunities right now to reach out to people that may need a phone call. Maybe they have lost someone or they are vulnerable to this virus. What about someone you may have not spoken to in years? You know, I just called an old childhood friend and we played catch up. We talked for three hours. It was fabulous. But the point is, as the old saying goes, reach out and touch someone. This is such a good time to connect with people on so many levels. Maybe you need to reevaluate and possibly mend certain relationships. Whatever the case may be, right now we need to show people that we care about them and that we are there. 
Well, and that's true. And, you know, it's funny. We're, we're, we're focused on the pros. And the pro that you stated, you know, reconnecting with loved ones and actually taking the time and cultivating more relationships. Let's just face it. If it wasn't for tragedy, you wouldn't be doing that. You know, everybody looks at tragedy as like, what's God doing to us? It's not really what's God doing to us. It's what's God doing for us. Now, listen, I'm not trying to be insensitive here. I understand that people have lost their lives and I sympathize with that. I actually have had friends who have passed away too. But through those passings, it gives people more of an awareness of really how important it is to stay connected with your family and your loved ones. You know, it's through tragedy, it's through pain that you really see life lessons. Because let's just face it, if life just kept going on the way that it was going on, people worried about when they were going to obtain the next item, people worried about, you know, the next trip that they're going, they're not thinking about their loved ones, they're thinking about themselves. Absolutely. It's through tragedy that we actually start looking, not towards ourselves, but looking towards other people. I am so glad you brought that up. You know, because there was such a disconnect in the world. Enough with the texting. It is so nice to talk to people on a personal level. And I think a lot of us are making the effort to make that connection and provide that support without thinking about ourselves. And out of tragedy comes beauty. It's just, it's how you're looking at it, you know. And rather than waking up in the morning wondering when's the next thing coming, why why not waking up in the morning and being grateful for what you have? Like, today, what I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for my health, I'm grateful for uh, my friendships, my family, I'm grateful to have food on my table. I'm grateful for all the lessons that have came out of this pandemic for me. A lot of lessons have came out. I've really gotten to learn. Remember this quote. It was a very famous quote that I really, I I not only tell myself, but I tell my sponsees. It's not the circumstances that make the man. They reveal him. When times are tough, how are you going to behave? How do you want to be remembered? Do I want to be remembered as the guy that was consistently complaining, complaining. And, and trying to s- manipulate and trying to s- see what I can get out of people? Or do I want to be remembered as the man who was a leader and tried contributing to other people's and you know lives? What, Jonathan? That's a great point. So let's talk about being single versus in a relationship. I'm single and this is a great time for self-reflection, growth and change. And really looking at all the possible blockages that prevented me from reaching my goals. So I've been thinking, what were those things that were holding me back? Well, what kind of things are really holding you back, Rachel? Well, Jonathan, my main problem was chasing time. Every time I came back from work, I was way too tired to do anything or possibly not inspired enough. I was just becoming very robotic in my daily affairs. So now that I had time to reassess and redirect myself, I'm on freaking fire. I have made a list of everything that I want to accomplish, and I'm checking things off one by one. And I'm super grateful for all this time that we have right now. So, Jonathan, let's talk about relationships, partnerships in specific, healthy relationship versus codependent ones. I used to be in codependent relationships, what I call forced relationships, where you just know they bring out the worst in you and vice versa. And um, that can't be very good in this pandemic. 
because one of you is screaming, get me the fuck out. And uh, that can be even more scary for some because now they're completely isolated with that one person and all alone. But on the other hand, you could be in a great partnership where you give each other the space and time to grow. That's a good so. point. That's a good point. Um, I actually, yes, you mentioned I'm in a, I'm in a relationship. And um, when this pandemic um, launched um, and we were told that we were going to have to go into quarantine for a month, you know what my first reaction was? <laughs> Who's there, Skip? Oh, by the way, that's, that's my our dog. yeah, that's our mascot, Skip. Um, but what was it, what was interesting so what was <laughs> no, my my first reaction to the whole pandemic when I was with my girlfriend, I'll never forget what I said to her. I'm like, well, we're gonna really see what this relationship's made of, and she goes, what do you mean? And I said, well, we keep saying that we love each other. Let's see really how much, and we're gonna get to learn a lot about one another, and. When I looked at it from that perspective, it actually, it, it helped not only recognize certain things that I need to work on in our relationship, but what I need to work on within myself. Because you mentioned about codependency, right? Right. And you hear about it all the time in the rooms when people say, like, I made my partner my higher power. What I've learned about codependency that's a defect of character, and we're supposed to act opposite of our defect of character. So I'm going to ask you, Rachel, what's the opposite of codependency? Security, being secure with who you are and being uh, confident. No, believe it or not, that's not what it is. I, I've actually asked a, a lot of people what they think the opposite of codependency is, and most people respond with, uh, you know, self-sufficient. Now, the problem with that is it's self-sufficiency failed us to begin with. Our own decision-making put us into the lifestyle that we were living before we came into recovery. So the opposite of codependency is God-dependency. If I'm dependent on God and not another human being for my happiness, there's nothing that's going to shatter my, my faith and my experience. And I took it as an opportunity to really create a balance. Like my girlfriend has been sleeping over my house Practically every single night I've been cooking and cleaning. And he, it's funny, Rachel's sitting there putting a gun to her head like, oh, my God, I can't stand being around somebody for that I'm long. I'm sorry, I have to. But what I've done is like, you know, my girlfriend goes to work. Unfortunately, I'm not employed. So first of all, this pandemic for all of us in recovery, this is the Super Bowl of defects of character. Woo-hoo! It is because what activates our defects of character? Right. And that's self-centered fear. Of course, there's going to be self-centered fear throughout this whole thing. And of course, we're going to be like, we need someone. I wish I had a partner. Uh, I need somebody or I need this and I need that. And like, where are you going? How long are you going to be gone? Shoot me now. Why haven't you called me back? <laughs> and it's because we're looking for security and everything else outside of ourselves and outside of our relationship that's with our higher being power. being confident in your own skin. Yes, of course, belief in God. Well, it's not just a belief in yeah. God. We can believe in God. But how much are we participating in that relationship with God, which is going to be our next topic on our next episode? I was just going to tell you, prior to my sobriety, my higher power were my relationships. Exactly. And it's like, if those relationships were going well, then my life was good. If those relationships were going bad, then my life is terrible. And the thing what I've learned is, like, throughout this whole, like, I create a balance. I make sure my girlfriend goes off to work. I spend 30 minutes to an hour connecting with God. 
and then I get my butt into a meeting. I keep my program first, and then the relationship follows afterward. And of course, listen, there's got to be a reason why the divorce rate in China has skyrocketed after this thing. <laughs> I believe that. It, no, it did. And they're just about to skyrocket in the United States. Yeah, because people can't stand one another. Switch your perspective for a second. It's not that people can't stand one another. It's people can't stand themselves. Think about that. You know, and, and, and that's something that we all and that's all what we need to reflect on. You know, how am I behaving? What am I doing to contribute rather than thinking like she didn't make me a sandwich or she didn't think about me and she hasn't called me and she she it's listen. And you know what that is? That is that is expecting them to make you happy. Exactly. Yeah. When it's contingent on your relationship with a power far greater than you, it has nothing to do with the person that's in your life. It's what you're doing for yourself. When you're doing stuff for yourself, you're not worried about what people are doing for you. Yeah, and right now, this is such a great opportunity to dive into your own self. There's so much to discover in you instead of trying to focus on someone else. So with that said, we hope you enjoyed our very first episode, and we are looking forward to connecting with you on the next. In the meantime, may you find comfort, good health, pure joy, great strength, and recognize the abundance all around you and the vast opportunities for growth and change in all of your affairs. God bless. For any comments, go to flying-sober.com.